Hey everybody, it's Dan. Welcome or welcome back to the Bridge Church Podcast. Please, at the end of this podcast, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head over to thebridgelive.org and find access to all of our church information. Plus, it's the easiest way to share content with a friend and keep up with everything going on around here at the Bridge Church. But most importantly, I hope you find the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey, getting from where you are to where you want to be. Cross that bridge. Enjoy. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday Night Bible Study. It's Living the Logos, live and nationwide, right here on YouTube tonight and on the podcast on iTunes and Google Play and all the rest, uh, Spotify. Uh, I want to encourage you to like and subscribe to these channels so that you get notified when uh, new stuff is up. We're going to continue through doing this on Wednesday nights, just an informal Bible study, uh, not very long, maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, So let's talk about Logos for a minute. This was a, a Bible study I used to teach years ago when we were out in California, and uh, it was just uh, an informal Thursday night, just a a study study. So I want to encourage you to get a a notebook and a pen, something to drink, just sit down and relax. We'll have a good time, and and, um, if you have questions, you can send them uh, to 801-391-6969, info at thebridgelive.org if you want to email, okay? So let's talk about this. What is logos? We know there's two words in the Greek for uh, the word or word, right? Logos being one, rhema being the other. Uh, logos or logos, however you want to say it, is simply a transmission of thought, communication, a word of explanation. So that's kind of what we're doing here tonight. Utterance, discourse, divine revelation, uh, statement um, done by talking, instruction, oracle, divine promise, divine doctrine, divine declaration, okay? So it's things that are are taken and taught. So that's kind of what our plan is here on Wednesday nights. Um, Now, rhema, we've heard that word before, right? And uh, rhema literally means utterance or things said. So it's a spoken word where logos is more of a thought or a communication, um, you know, an explanation type thing. Uh, you can get Rhema by by just reading the word out loud. I encourage you to do that. So your ears can hear you talking and speaking the word and it gets into your soul, right? So we can see there's um, three, uh, God works in threes, right? He's a three-part being, but we can see like uh, in, in 1 John or in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, okay? So we could say, Uh, Jesus is the living Logos, right? Now, um, we can see from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that the Word of God is the written Logos, right? The Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner, right? The Word is a discerner of thoughts and intents, of your heart. Now, this is important because if the Word of God is the written Logos, then we know that if we're going to uh, um, discern somebody's or our own thoughts and intents, starts right here, right? Uh, it doesn't start in here. It starts right here in this book. 
And we see in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So the Holy Spirit utters the spoken logos, either to us, to our hearts. It's a, it's a word that comes up in you. Um, it's just good stuff, and it's good to know stuff. So I'm going to be the kind of your Lagos driver of the ship here. Hopefully you can learn something from these studies. Uh, they're, they're super informal. I'm just going to be flipping through some uh, Bible school notes and, and theology stuff. And uh, hopefully you can share and like and others can learn too. Okay. Um, I, I want to uh, encourage you to take some good notes and ask some questions. Right. So we're going to start uh, talking about the attributes of God, right? And, and this is important. This is probably the most important thing about knowing God is you have to understand who he is, okay? You have to understand who he is, right? And if you were like me when I grew up, I've, I've shared this story before. You know, I had a good mom. I had a great dad. My dad passed away when... Uh, I was young, but, uh, you know, it was great while I had him. Uh, I, I came up through parochial school, and, and as my thought was that God was like a bouncer, right? Uh, if you were good, God was good. If you were bad, you know, uh, God's wrath cometh upon me. And, and, you know, so when people tried to come up to me and say, uh, God is love and God is good. He loves me. Uh, sorry, not this guy because I was never good enough and I was never qualified enough and I never had enough knowledge of who God was, of his goodness or the attributes and character and nature of God to understand that, that you know, I, I was the only thing that I had was my past. And my past is stained by, number one, uh, just living a, a life of disobedience. And number two, it was stained by God's representatives who were representing God, but they really uh, weren't representing his character and nature very well. So it took time. It took years. It took months uh, to find out who God really is. Now, I've been saved for... Uh, 25 or so years and you know I've been studying the character and nature of God for a long time so when people come to me and ask questions like how can a good God if God is so good judge people well I've I heard Mike Bickle who is the pastor at um, IHOP in Kansas City he said this he said God only judges what opposes love because God is love and God's going to judge whatever opposes love. Doesn't oppose him, it opposes love because God is love. So if, we, uh, if we're all, you know, want to be strong and we all want to know who God is, I want to encourage you to study out God's attributes. Find out who he is. Because when you find out who he is, what his attributes are... You're not going to be stressed out about, am I hearing God? Am I not hearing God? 
Am I understanding this prophecy right? Am I reading this Bible right? It doesn't make sense to me. But when you know that the attributes and character of God, things begin to make sense. And what happens is that your faith gets built. Your, your understanding grows and, and things become easier. Okay, so let's talk about this. Um, God being good. Uh, first time, first point would, would have to be God does good because he is good. And we're probably going to take a couple of weeks on God being good because there's no way I'm going to be able to go through all this in 30 or 40 minutes, right? Uh, um, there's, there's no way around the fact that God does good because he is good. Now, he doesn't do something to be good. He does things because he is good. Okay, he isn't good because he does good. He is good because he is good. You need to start with that in your heart and in your in your spirit and get it in there and let that be the magnifying glass that you see all of this, uh, all of these attributes that we're going to talk about uh, being God, being good. Everything that you look through when you look at the Bible, when you look at any teaching, when you look at any understanding of who God is, you have to push it through the magnifying glass of God being good, okay? Psalm 119, verse 68. Now, I love 119th Psalm. Uh, it's an acrostic of uh, Jesus, or it's an acrostic of the uh, Hebrew alphabet. This is uh, teth, T, teth. It's kind of a U-shaped thing with some flags on the ends. And, and in this, is it's about teaching God's word and understanding God's word. And, and it says in verse 68, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. That would be a great place to start for all of us to understand that we need to understand God's uh, statutes, right? His word, not necessarily his law, but you know, from Genesis to Revelation, we have to understand these things. And the first thing, God isn't good because he does good. He's good because he is good. Okay. And, and you know, how can a good God send people to hell, pastor? It's like, well, a good God doesn't. God's equipped us with the thing, with the ability to be able to choose, right? He's given you, you can go to hell if you want. But it's not your sin that sends you to hell. It's unbelief, not believing God is who he is, right? And because God is good, it's just grace and action for all of us, right? You know, we're not good because we do good. We are declared good because he is good. Now, most religions that we know, they're, they're do-good oriented. You know, you must do to be able Right, but Christianity is is completely opposite of that. It's Jesus did, so we are. Does that make sense? Because Jesus did, so we are who we are. Then we do because we love. Right, but uh, a lot of times, again, our, our picture of God is skewed by the stained glass of our past, and you know, our our vision and concept of God is is funneled through that stained glass, and it's it's messed up. So I want, I want you to know that a lot of times you got to unlearn some stuff to learn some stuff. Uh, here at, at our church, uh, I, I'd like to, I like to stick to the Bible. Um, I, I have teachers that I follow. And I've taken classes through uh, college twice. 
Um, and, and, you know, I don't believe stuff just because somebody says it. I believe it because it's in here. Okay? Because if this says it, I, I put all of my faith, all of my trust in what this word says. And then instead of funneling who God is through my past, through the stained glass of, of denominational church and, and representatives who are messed up, I'm funneling it through a perfect God who's speaking to me. And then um, I, I say all the time to our church, I say, you know, you have to understand what you believe. What do you believe? Because I'm not going to tell you what to believe. And when you get to heaven, I'm not going to be standing there going, oh, he believes that. Um, you know, Michelle believes this. She's fine. She can just pass through. Uh, no, you have to understand what you believe. So you're going to have to unlearn some stuff to learn who God really is. And on this Wednesday nights, uh, we're going to have a host of people in here. I'm going to try to stick to uh, New King James Version Bible reading. Okay, I may may go to a paraphrase for some clarity, but for the most part, it's going to be New King James. Okay, uh, but we're going to have other people coming in. Joel will come in. Dominic will come in. Chase is going to be here in a couple of weeks, the pocket theologian himself, to talk about um, the, uh, the Trinity, which I get a ton of questions about the Trinity, and he just talked about it on his episode. So he's going to bring his notes in and, and teach us something about the Trinity. So... This is going to be good, right? Um, this is going to be understandable. It's going to be easy. I encourage you ask questions, right? Text me, email info at thebridgelive.org or pastordan at thebridgelive.org would probably be better. And we'll answer your questions because when you get it, when you understand it, it builds your faith and builds your trust in God. So when some dingbat walks up to you and goes, blah dee blah dee blah dee blah God said, blah dee blah you're going to understand right away because that doesn't sound like my God. Let's talk about Dominic for a minute, okay? Uh, you know, I'm, he, we're probably best friends, um, not to mess with everybody else's stuff, but we're, we're good friends, okay? We are good friends. And um, I know his hobbies. I know his likes. I know what he dislikes. Right. Just click a pen in his presence for five minutes. That'll get him wound up. Right. I know his character. I know his nature. I know what he looks like. Right. I would be able to pick him out of a crowded room. Right. I, I would know exactly who he is. Right. Now, listen, when somebody tells me something, well, Dominic said. I am going to be able to measure that. Because I know his character, I know his nature, I've been around him for a long time. And here's the thing, when, when, he, when people tell me he says stuff, I'm going to measure it by what I know about him. Like somebody tells me, well, that was the worst message I ever heard. That didn't make any sense at all. I'm going to be like, that's not the person that's not the character and nature of the person that I know. Because Dominic, just his reality is he is an encourager, right? So he's, he's a, you know, he will encourage all the time. He's a great father. So when people tell me stuff about his children, I'm like, that doesn't sound like Dom's kids, you know, because I know him. I know what he looks like. I know what he sounds like. 
right? So these things are all important because if you take that and, and put it in, in knowing the Father and knowing the character and nature of God, you will get to know him so well. Why do I know Dom so well? Because we spent time together. We've talked a lot together. We've cried together. We've prayed together. I've asked him questions. He's asked me questions. That's why we know so much about each other. It's about the secret place. It's about praying. It's about understanding. It's about getting this in your heart instead of what somebody's telling you in your heart. It's, it's all about those things. When you get those things and you get the revelation that God is good and his mercy endures forever, the Psalms say, it's a great beginning. It's a great beginning to knowing and understanding who and what God is, okay? So number two, let's get this cleared up before uh, anything. Before we go any further. What is an attribute, okay? What is an attribute? So if, if we're going to break this down, break this word down, uh, if I was at, at the community center, we'd be writing on the, on the um, whiteboard. But let's just take one T out of attribute and it becomes at tribute okay distinct characteristics and quality of a person is what tribute the defined tribute it is a distinct characteristics and qualities of a person that's deserved and distinct that is a tribute at tribute okay so if we're gonna uh, attach these things to our god we're gonna it's gonna bring uh their distinct characteristics and qualities of a person Okay, so that's attribute. Now there's another word in there, and that other word is tribe, T-R-I-B-E. And a tribe defined, listen to this, is the distinct characteristics of a group of people who have descended from one person. So we're, we're discussing the attributes of God and what it is and what we're going to do. So the distinct, here's the great thing about the character and nature of God. Because Jesus, because of what Jesus did, we're a part of the tribe of God, right? We are descended from him, right? So because he is good, that means we are able to be good, right? We're going to talk about creation in a minute. You were created good, right? Don't let the world define you. Don't let the world tell you who you are. Let the word of God, the Logos word, tell you who you are, okay? So here's, it's the great thing because of what Jesus did. God is loving, right? So we can be loving, you know? God is able to be good, so we can be good. God is merciful, so we can be merciful. God is kind, so we can be kind. Why? We're part of the tribe. You're part of the family. The old covenant, God's people were called servants, right? In the new covenant, in Hebrews, it says that we're now sons. We are sons. We, we have abilities. And when my sons come to my house, they're in the fridge, they're in the cabinet, they're doing stuff, they've got their feet up on the table, much to their mother's chagrin. But they have rights because they're sons. Now we have a housekeeper who comes to our house. She gets paid for coming here. She's a servant. She doesn't have right to the fridge. She doesn't have right to the cabinet. She she comes and she works, right? Days of works are over according to the attributes of God. So understanding attributes, attributes, 
or being a part of the tribe, okay? Let's understand. Let's find some words to define attributes, okay? Exodus 34, verse 6. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, okay? Here they come. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth, okay? Truth is incomparable to anything else. Right? If, if we're going to decide in the attributes of God that this is truth, it has to be truth. Right? If you're going to decide that God is good in your life, God is good. And that has, that has to be your final decision. That has to be the end of it. Okay? So either God is good and God is truth. He's long-suffering. He's gracious. He's merciful. And he's abounding in goodness. And abounding in truth. That's important. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. Now the king eternal, the king eternal, right? Immortal, invisible, to God alone is wise. Be honor and glory forever. Amen. So we got immortal, invisible, wise, to be honored. And full of glory forever. Amen. Okay. All attributes of God. If I, if I was taking notes on this study, I would probably be jotting these things down. And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to study these things out. Now, here's some attributes, new covenant attributes of the Holy Spirit that we are able to uh, exemplify. Right. The Paul's letter to the Galatians in chapter five. He's saying, don't act like the world acts. He's like, these are attributes of God that we should, we're going to talk about this in a minute, they're communicable, right? The, that, and uh, the fruit of the Spirit or the way the Spirit produces itself is love. These, these, are, these are the key right here. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. We read that before. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. These are the character and nature of God. So when people are bringing wrath and declaring justice, right? God is just, but he is his character is these attributes that we're reading, right? So like I said a second ago, some of these attributes are communicable. Hopefully I'm saying that right, right? Or they're shared or they can be reproduced. This is probably a real bad example but like strep throat is a communicable disease, right? If it can be shared to people around you real easy. It's very contagious, right? It can be shared if you're around people, they can catch it from you. Well, many of these attributes are communicable, right? We can share these things because God is mercy. We can have mercy, husbands and wives, right? And because God is love, we can, we have, you have the ability to love because God is love. And we'll see in a minute, you were made in his image. So if he can do it, it's communicable. You can do it, right? I sure hope I'm saying that right, or it's just going to be really embarrassing, right? God is full of grace and, and mercy. We can be full of grace and mercy. God is kind, so we can reflect kindness we can reflect the character and nature of God, the attributes of God. We can reflect those. All right. Now, there are some uncommunicable uh, attributes, 
right? Like like God's omni, uh, omnipotent, right? He's all powerful. We can't be all powerful. Tell that to some politicians around here. You can't have all the power, but we can have some power, right? And it's called the Holy Ghost, right? Matthew 10, 1. Uh, Jesus speaking to the 12 apostles, he said, when he called the 12 disciples to him, listen carefully, listen carefully. He says, he gave them power, dunamis power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. That would include strep throat. That would include uh, coronavirus. That would include anything. And all thing, and we have that power because it comes with salvation. And then you can be baptized in the Holy Ghost and increase that power and have better understanding and be able to 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 release joy, love, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control into everybody around you. And then people look at you and they go, "What the heck is wrong with you?" And you say, "Man, is Jesus? It is Jesus all." day right and uh this coming up sunday by the way um which is uh april something last sunday in april i think uh, we're going to begin a brand new series talking about the holy spirit uh the comforter the power the the peace the all these things we're talking about these uh, attributes of the spirit of god we're going to discuss all those things we're going to make it really really great and go several weeks um we're getting ready to change up our set a little bit so it's going to be awesome I encourage you, uh, 8 o'clock Sunday morning, the, the video will be up, okay? Some more. Uh, God is eternal. He's always existed. This is communicable because uh, when we accept Jesus, we accept the gift of eternal life. We can be just like him. We can be eternal too. Uh, God's immortal, all right? God says that, uh, the Bible says that we're putting off our mortal body for an immortal body. The body is never going to go away. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immorality, then shall be brought to pass the the saying that is written. This is one of my favorites. Death is swallowed up in victory. Right? In victory. We got victory because death has been uh, dismantled at the cross. Okay. So some of the uncommunicables, right? These are ones that we, we don't share, uh, (laughs) invisible, right? You're not going to be invisible. You could try like Drax the Destroyer in that movie, uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, where he's standing there and eating chips and he says, I'm invisible. And they're like, no, I can totally see you. So, uh, you're not going to be uh, invisible. Um, omniscient, right? All-knowing. No, you are not going to be all-knowing. I mean, you may know a lot, right? The only people that I've ever seen in my life that are all-knowing are mamas, right? And kids come up. I don't know. We've all been kids. You walk up to your mama and you are flat lying. She's like giving you the look like, you. when are you going to start telling me the truth, Right? Moms know everything. Maybe moms are omniscient. But for the rest of us, the Bible tells us that when we reach heaven, uh, we will be knowing, we'll just know things, right? We won't be asking questions because the, the wisdom and the knowledge will be just 
knowing. Okay, so let's talk about this one. Let's talk about God being good. Okay, um, if you can understand the goodness of God, and we'll probably take the, the rest another 10 minutes or so here and talk about this, and then next week we'll talk about it some more, uh, because this is the big one, right? If you can get it in your heart that God is good, you'll be on top of everything, of the spiritual, of the physical, of the word of God. Um, you will have understanding in a multitude of ways, okay? So, um, all these attributes that we're talking about, God is all of these at exactly the same time. He's he's infinite, right? He's he, there's no bound. Infinite means no bounds, no limits, and it cannot be measured. He cannot be measured, right? So he's, there's no bounds, no limits, and he cannot be measured. So write this down: God's goodness has no bounds, no limits, and cannot be measured he is infinitely good and the more you know about his attributes and his character and his nature the more you will understand his goodness and when people walk up to you and ask you ridiculous questions or if you're you know hearing teaching that's not lining up with what you're feeling the or that you know the character and nature of god you're going to have a check and you're going to say that's not my God. That's not the God I know. That's not the word, the logos that I know, right? And and somebody's speaking the rhema word, and you're like, that's not the that's not the God I know. That's not the word I know, because I know my God. I know Dominic, and that does not sound like him. I know my God, and that does not sound like him. God is infinitely good. No more about you know about him. He is. Uh, the more you'll understand his goodness, okay? He's, he's um, omnipresent. His goodness is everywhere, okay? He, he's, he's, um, he's just everywhere, and his goodness is everywhere. Remember those attributes, you know, goodness and joy and peace and love and all those things, they're everywhere. Begin to see people from the goodness of God, the way Jesus saw people. Now, next time, we're probably, we're gonna talk about uh, we're going to look at the life of Jesus and how he exemplified the goodness of God. Okay, um, let, let's talk about immutable, right? Let's break down the word like we did the other one. Uh, you know, the middle word mute, mute, or, or which means mutation or change. And the I M M, the M mutable, means that God cannot change. Right. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago on a Sunday. And that means that he is always good and he cannot change. OK, so there was some things that God was looking for in creation. Right. So in Genesis chapter one, if you want to follow along or jot this down, you can look them up later. Uh, starting right there in verse four, he says, and God saw the light and that it was good. God's creation is good and he's calling it good all the time, all the way through. We're going to go through a, a bunch of, rate of verses here. And he says, uh, God saw the light and that it was good. Verse 10, jump to verse 10. He says, and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass and herb and yield seed according to its kind 
That's interesting thought right there. If you want to produce something in your life, sow some seed of the same kind, right? And the tree that yields fruit, whose seed in itself, according to its kind, and God saw that it was good, right? Verse 18, and to rule over the day and over the night and divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. Verse 21, so God created Great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. There's that phrase again. And every wing bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was very good. Verse 25. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind. And cattle according to its kind. And everything that creeps on earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was very good. Good. Verse 31, God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Everything God created was, he saw it and called it good. And how many of you know that you were created in God's image, in God's likeness, you were created by him, and therefore you are good? Doesn't matter what the shrink says. Doesn't matter what your mama says or your daddy says. This daddy that we're studying the character and nature of says that you are good. And you can get that in your heart. And he is good. And therefore, you are good. Okay. Now, that was uh, the God's greatest display of his goodness was creation. Okay. Okay. Uh, when we get to chapter 2 and verse 18, all of a sudden, God's like, uh-oh, something's not good. He calls Adam not good, okay? And I don't know if, uh, you know, Adam was running in the garden with without shoes on or was playing outside with, you know, without shoes on or he was running with scissors in the garden or what. But God says, that is not good. He needs a helper. He needs somebody to help him, right? So, you see in, in uh, verse 18, it is not good that man should be alone. I'll make him a helper. Right? And he took a rib out of his side. I said this a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know, that God took the rib out of his side so and created woman who should be at his side, not below his feet or standing above him, harping on him. He should be standing by his side and and called it good, right? Created woe man, which means woe man <laughs> right so uh god created it a woman for man and and it was good he was okay after that right uh that's why it's so important fellas men uh you know don't be alone you're married you're one covenant relationship get with your girl and pray pray with her and, and be vulnerable and open up i'm telling you your whole relationship will change change. So God was looking for one thing in creation, and that was that it was good. Now, I've got to make some statements, write them down, stop the video, whatever, but write these down. It says, the greatest display of God's goodness was not his creative goodness, but his infinite goodness, all right? Now, let me say it another way. The greatest display of God's goodness was not his first creation, but his second creation right i'm not talking about this i'm talking about the the second creation meaning 
Jesus. Okay, so the greatest display, um, uh, last one, right? Uh, the greatest display of God's goodness was not his first creation, but his second creation. So one more way, I, I just repeated that. When man fell from God's creative goodness, right? From this, when, when he was deceived in the garden, she was deceived in the garden and Adam was standing right there, like all of us going, what? You know, it was her fault. Right. So when, when man fell from God's creative goodness, God had a plan and he sent Jesus so we and all of humanity wouldn't fall from his infinite goodness. Right. Adam had to be moved out of the garden because he, he sinned in the garden and had to be moved out because if he sinned in there after he would be removed from God's never ending goodness. Right. So the second Adam, Jesus coming to earth. Right. And we read in John one earlier, you know, that when Jesus came to earth, that was the crown jewel of of God's creation. And then and, and God being infinitely good. He loves us enough. Right. John three sixteen. God loved the world enough to send his own son. Think about that for a minute. Sending his own son to die for us. So we can have eternal life. I like what James 1.17 says. It says, for every good gift and perfect gift, I would circle, underline those words, arrows, is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation, can't change, no shadow of turning, like, I'm undecided, right? No, God, every good gift, everything good comes and perfect gift comes from above. So you know what that tells me? I, I read that verse. Whenever I read that verse, I got it written in my Bible in James. It says, chocolate shakes are from God because they are good, right? <laughs> That's just, you know, my weird way of thinking about stuff. Now, here's what happens, gang. The enemy, here comes the enemy. Right? And he, he, he looks at the world and he tries to impugn God's character by, by attacking people who don't know God's character and nature, even preachers, even Christians. Right. And they say, well, if good is so good, why does this happen or why does that happen? Why is the world so messed up? You know, but, you know, uh, here's my answer, which which we've all, you know, understood before and probably heard before um you know god didn't create a messed up world people create a messed up world and i am cleaning that up a whole bunch because uh you know I, i'm gonna i'm i'm exemplifying love right now uh, people mess up the world right you look at pride you look at arrogance you look at untruth and 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 disease you know all of that comes from the enemy and people ask me about it and i'm like you know God only has authority where he is invited. And there is plenty of people around this planet that are, are dismissing God, disowning God, and pushing God aside saying, we don't need your help because you created this mess. And if they knew the character and nature of, of my father, and, and you know, God can only move where he has authority. And, and, you know, and, and when this opens up a whole nother thing that maybe we'll talk about sometime, but, uh, you know, is, is God in control? Is God, in, you know, I believe God's people are in control and they, they move things by prayer and, and fasting. Um, you know, 
that's a whole nother episode for, you know, chapter for a whole nother day. But um, God can only uh, operate where he's invited and where people from their heart give him authority to move. That's the only place. But he is all powerful, all knowing and always good. And he cannot change. Amen. Uh, we're going to continue with this next week. But in Isaiah here in chapter one, I just want to share with you talking about a good God and uh, understanding God and a God who who just leans in and just wants relationship. And, and it's um, chapter one in Isaiah verse 18. And these these scriptures have been resonating with me for uh, for a good season. And listen to what Isaiah writes. He says in verse 18, he says, come now. Let us reason together. Let us reason together. Let's talk about this, God says. It says right there, says the Lord. Let's talk about this. Does that sound like a mean, evil taskmaster, master who's going to, you know, apply justice and mercy to everybody and, you know, oh, you've been bad this week. You've stolen this week. You've done this. You've cussed. You've sworn. You've yelled at your kids. Now, does that sound like a God who's going to lean in and say, Hey, come on, man. I just want to have a relationship with you. I just want to talk to you. And then he goes on here. He says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Wow. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This just is, is like, a God that is leaning in, wanting to have a relationship with you. So I, I just, you know, I, I just want you to, to kind of, uh, when we're done here, just sit for a minute and meditate on what's been said and meditate on, on who your God is. You know, and if you don't know who your God is, I want you to go back, listen to it, write those attributes down, study them out, put it scripture, the logo scripture to it and get them in your heart. Because if you know God is good and his mercy endures forever. There will be no question in your mind who God is, right? Next Wednesday, we'll be back living a Logos. We're going to look at uh, Jesus and to see the goodness of God exemplified. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. May his face shine upon you. Remember, he is infinitely good and his mercy lasts forever. God bless you. We'll see you next Wednesday. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the South Jordan, West Jordan, Harriman, or Riverton area, we would love for you to come and engage with us at our weekend gathering at the Daybreak Community Center in Daybreak, which is attached to South Jordan. For directions, service time, and information about our fabulous children and student environments, head over to thebridgelive.org for information, and we'll see you next time.